guys, welcome to this episode 11 of the Take 6 Africa podcast with your host Samuel Tebandeke. I am excited about this episode. It's another talented actress. She's been on the Kenyan stage and the Kenyan screen for like the last couple of years. And I tell you, she's an amazing talent and you just have to watch and wait for her. So take a moment, tune in, take a cup of tea, coffee, soda, whatever it is you strikes your fancy. And let's get into it. Hey, Tabandike. Hi, nice. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> what are you laughing at me? I was going to be on time, you know. It's you. No, no, no. Sorry. You're right. Hey, wait. The guilty run. Why are you running? I know, I know, right? I'm guilty. Obviously. <laughs> I wasn't even going to do anything. I was just laughing because of the that you know you i'd said the link you were waiting we we couldn't get each other yeah that, that you're here now and i'm glad that you're here and i'm glad to be here yeah talk to me tell me tell me how are you doing i'm fine trying to stay sane more than anything yeah how are you doing that by the way i am working on some things at home Okay. I um so how I don't know how to explain it. I feel like this whole situation has caused people to has caused us to rethink our options. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the worst way possible. In my mind, I was thinking of my company working only physically, but now I've seen options where I can it can work virtually and physically. Meaning even if when we get back to working physically, I can work with people international people virtually and still get the work done does that make sense no of course yeah so it's kind of pushed me to a corner but it's a good corner besides the brokenness because you know you get into the savings and then you get in there and then you get in there until there's nothing yeah no i hear you yeah Mm. Um, yeah uh, and i i don't want to harp on about artists being protected of you know yeah it I mean, is we have, changed, we have changed that at some point. You know? For sure, yeah. Get off our butts and say, okay, this, we've been singing this song. We've done like 500 albums of it. But now mm-hmm. we need to do something. Like we need to figure out how are we going to survive. Forget yeah. that. We need to figure out what we've been doing wrong, you see. Yeah. Because yeah, we talk. Know. We talk about having, you know systems had we had the systems by now this wouldn't be a conversation so i don't know maybe people are going to you know it's gonna make sense now again we are not talking about this hi sam actually don't worry we can even talk about it because (laughs) the nature of this podcast so okay before we continue please introduce yourself and what you do and then we we can continue well, uh, my name is Nice Kidinji. I'm a performing artist. I train, I'm an acting coach, I like to say. I've been training actors for the past two years now. And uh, a program initiative I run called Genice Be Safe, which is under my company called Creatives, Kinet, Creatives Kinetic Hub, which is an artist hub in real sense. Yeah. Yeah. Physical hub or um, more of a virtual one? It's both. Last year it was quite physical, <laughs> but then now it has had to be virtual. Oh, I 
see. Which is a bit tricky because also I, the actors I work with, you know, it's not everyone who comes from a spot where there's internet and a proper smartphone and whatnot. Yeah. So there has been challenges reaching them in that aspect, but you know, again, it is what it is. Yeah. No, no, but you know, the thing is we can talk about it. Don't worry. It's not, a, yeah. I mean, it's part of you, you know, how are you? Yeah. For, and you've already yeah. said the other thing, the things you're doing and you don't, you know, but I just want to know, like in the space of actually, let's start with the thing we were talking about before you introduce yourself, which is right. setting up structures, you know, doing the thing, like what's that thing that needs to be done? Do you think? I think just having streamlining our systems, having societies and unions and mm. being able to speak in a voice as much as there are writers and actors and producers, we need one that says we are all artists and then we can break the other ones down. But now it feels like we have so many different systems and it feels like every person is trying to do the best for themselves. Yet we forget you can't go on set with just a script, you yeah. know. You can't, a producer can't go on set alone. Actors cannot go on set alone. Yeah. So I think our biggest problem has been we are not looking at having one union to a number of union to cover all of us. Yeah. Everyone is running to create a little thing on their own, and so when this stimulus program comes, mm. it's another fight for we want to run the money, we want to distribute the money, we want you know. Yeah, I mean, it's someone become ridiculous. The argument that this my art form is more important than the other art form, and what, 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 and I'm like, really, you know, <laughs> that doesn't mm. sense. But no, you. But you see, there is the Kenya Film. I think it's Kenya Film and Television Professionals Association. What yeah. About that, like. That's how I mean. There's nothing wrong with KFTPA. There's nothing wrong with Screenwriters Guild. There's nothing wrong with Kenya Actors Guild. Mm. Those are all fine, and all the others. Because at the end of the day, Tabandike, mm -hmm. if I'm a writer, actor, producer, director, being in all the unions and guilds works for me, right? Yeah. But then if we had one general one that works for all artists, yeah. but if your work is involved, including people who do scoring, yeah. people who animate because of credits and whatnot, yeah. if we had one umbrella union that fought for all of us, yeah. and then when it trickles down, then the writers go and discuss in their little society. The actors go and discuss there. And then we come back and have again a voice as the Umbrella Union. Am I making sense? Making tons of sense. Yeah. So the problem is everyone is working for themselves. Like I said, Kuna KFTPA Pale, there's Actors Guild Pale, there's Screen Actors Guild. So KFTPA, like these actors, we, we Kenya, Kenya Actors Guild sends um, the rate card and then they think i these people are being too they think this industry is like this and that but if there was an umbrella union we'd all understand each other we get we should we we'd realize we're not enemies you know yeah, partners collaborators in progress like precisely know? we all need each other so yeah but okay so you know I've i've been observing and you know i've been in this country for a couple of years now and Again, the similar, I, one thing I will commend you guys for is that at least there are guilds. Um, but because like in Uganda, that we don't have that kind of scenario. You don't have, so the, the screen, the, the actors have a guild, right? They set, set up one earlier, I mean, towards the end of 20, 2019. Shoko in, uh, in, uh, in Uganda? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. They're kind of trying to figure it out. There's no other association. They try to set up the film council, but there's a lot of politics in there. You know, it's set up by the Uganda Communications Commission, which should not be involved in film, as we uh-huh. all know. But hey, who's to say? It's not, you know. <laughs> so yeah. have situations that, you know, to kind of look back and I'm, I'm again may have the advantage of comparing things to economy. And I'm like, you know, Kenya at least you know, the things are there, ingredients. Now someone needs to just come and say, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. Someone needs to just set the agenda and get everyone on board. And I don't know whether that human or that group of humans is there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who, how, how that's going to work. It's hard work for sure, because I don't know about uh, Uganda, but I'll tell you in Kenya, for instance, <laughs> speaking from what I know, yeah. it's hard enough to tell a creative, a creative, a creative is who they are, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's hard enough to tell, try to tell a creative to come and do a project for free, okay? Yeah. That is you go shine your talent over there for free for exposure or whatever, which is a stupid reason, but either way. Yeah. Now you're telling me, can, now can you imagine how hard it, would, it is to convince a creative to be in a union, yet they're not seeing the monetary value? Because I think that's usually the biggest problem. Yeah. That's my issue, especially with actors, Yeah, being an actor as well. Yeah. An actor will sooner go for an audition mm-hmm. than uh, read an email from the Actors Guild. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. The other day, there was this thing that has been put out. The deadline was Monday at Asia. Mm-hmm. There was this thing put out that they want to start taxing us on digital revenue, on ticket sales. Did you see that? I saw that. I saw the one. Yeah. And so I tried to find people. I was like, I got confused. Who do you talk to that KRA will listen to as a body? You try to speak to people and ask, are there pointers? Do you guys have any suggestions? Then we can compile something and send it. Yeah. My God. You know, to Konatabia, we just look at uh, the clause that says how much you're paid. You don't look at how, how how many retails. You're not looking at your copyrights. So, putting all those factors on the table, it's really hard to convince creatives to do something that is going to build systems away from creativity. Yeah, but also that you find that the producers are not working in the favor of the the performers. I know they have to find ways to save money. I know they have to find ways to add money. But the problem is that if you're undercutting the people who are working, at some point they're going to rise up, like the French Revolution and demand for cake. And but that's because, again, mm-hmm. artists are the, it's artists. Producers are artists, right? Mm-hmm. I think what we need are blue-collar people to come and run our systems. Yeah. People who understand the business, people who are cutthroat and it's a matter of you either do this or you guys are not worth shit. But artists, we deal with things with feelings and look at a producer, you look at your pocket. If Nice is acting like her, she knows too much about the guild and she has a red card, let me get a grade B Nice who will take lesser money. Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, so I think Tushida, the problem is that it's reigned by artists. I wish a corporate somebody who a market, a business person from whatever corner would come and run our systems for us, but not us. We are not equipped, not even emotionally equipped. 
we are not. I'm telling you, like it feels. You know, the funny thing is, the weird thing is, it's actually possible, and. Yes, maybe it takes a small group of people consistently setting the agenda and saying, look, this is happening. And it has to be people who are like, for example, like the top actors, the top directors, the top crew members, like those people need to set the agenda and say, we are not doing this crap anymore. But they can't if they're all playing safe. Yeah. Okay you cannot do that if everyone is playing safe just look at whatever issues happen in the society and you expect certain people to speak out you will see who speaks you know like some by the way you see now if you with that industry politics i could die i could do this forever it's quite infuriating to me to be honest i'll give you a, an example um i want to I'll try I I'll try not to name names Jamali. <laughs> so in a particular society I've always been complaining about uh, one thing which is ex- exclusivity, right? Why are you why are we in RFS if it's not exclusive to us? Mm-hmm. I like being in RFS because there are certain things that I will find certain links to projects that I'll find out through RFS. If not RFS, thank God I'm in the Balinale mail list. Mm. Does that make sense? That makes RFS very important to me. But if anyone got everything that runs around RFS, if the projects, if the things you are writing, you'd throw out to anyone and not a member of RFS, then why would I feel the need to chomwa that two grand for registration? Am I making sense? Yeah. So I say the same thing in this society. I said, we need to make things exclusive to us. Yeah. Can we have a relationship with those guys who are giving us jobs out there to a point where they know before we go putting an audition on Facebook, let's go talk to these guys. Mm. Okay. But then that happens because these guys are something. What have these guys done? They always come to set on time. They have good manners. They learn their lines. They are good actors and all that. But when you give such opinions in Anzakukani Kama, do you understand Swahili? My audience will not understand Swahili. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, but when you start doing that, what happens is they start looking at you as if you're being mean. Yeah. Yeah? Instead of seeing the bigger picture, the only way we are going to look important and push our agenda further is if it's a close knit and if you want to join, you have to go through a couple, a certain number of things. You know, for you to be a member, mm-hmm. for it to be exclusive, on the same point. Yeah. It's hard to convince them because, again, they don't see money, they don't see a contract, they don't see a check. Yes. Because, unfortunately, that's how they reason. Yes. They look at the clause that says how much they're paid and not IP rights. Yes. I can't venting. Why did you ask me that question? Uh... <laughs> No, but you see, this is the thing. We 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 keep quiet for too long, and at yeah. some point, someone needs to shout. You see it, and it's very hard for people to shout if they feel and they don't feel safe. Shares the same struggle, and I know there are a lot of people who share your struggle. Tons of people share your struggle. I share your struggle. Yes, who will who will come to my DM to Bandeke and not go? on a podcast like yours and say that that's the problem playing safe 
it's so annoying to it feels like i almost called it like feels like working with a bunch of weaklings but it feels like working with a bunch of people who are fine being on their knees so long as they are making enough money to buy a packet of unga and not seeing that they could make enough to fa- to buy a fucking country yeah you know yeah and 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 that's that's the the, the that's the whole thing that because okay let's um and this is in the time of black lives matter matter yeah and people organizing and how do you like you know fighting an oppressive system because the system is oppressive if there is evenness there's actually no system if you think about it there is no system that's why we're being because if there was a system the system would make the the proper checks you get yes and currently okay what what is the system can someone actually describe to me what is the system in the kenyan industry you know first i mean i don't think we have an industry i think we just have an economy like jokali juk yeah sorry when is an economy is good because you know an industry means that it whatever industry it is it feeds off at least five other industries yeah. whether it be bankers marketers who else feeds off us bankers are afraid to touch us they won't give us money a marketer will not touch your show until you show you prove to them that they can make money off it you know yeah we are not yeah. an industry we are like a society a cbo <laughs> community based organization ha that's what we are so yes what about our cpo ask your question again thank <laughs> <laughs> okay, you i don't know your, your improvisational skills are just drop like too much i mean i don't know where to go <laughs> no but, but okay this cbo that is east africa yeah. to be honest it's really east africa let's not lie the the thing yeah. is uh all these people thrive so i i did um i did um i did what's the word a voice ad right for a, a voice ad for uh-huh. one telecom who shall forever not be named okay. and it was contracted through an agency that contracted the people who did the recording who contracted my casting agent who contracted me you see how many layers those are i want every time you're saying the word contracted there's a chunk of your money going just know that yeah give us five people <laughs> guess what we recorded this ad uh-huh. in november 2019 where are we now we're recording this on the 9th of june 2020 i have not touched a single shilling Oh now you tell me you have not been paid I have been no 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 I have <laughs> yeah. I wish when you say you have not touched a single shilling I'm like you have the money you didn't touch it or you just never got I the never money I never got the money Oh my are you seeing that Stay on our life though unfortunately yeah so now I'm wondering but what Yeah, but that's the thing and i and i mean i was talking to my parents the other day and i'm like how does what about something different an injustice again and how can uh-huh. we sit there and allow this to exist like why do we allow this to exist why 
Me, I think it's a bottleneck economy. Everything comes out through the same five people. There'll be a million little companies down here, but then when they come out, it's bottleneck. Niwale watuatano companies, the same five companies or so, or three or two, that will make the decisions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And perhaps also, oh my Lord. And it's it's impossible to sue, you know. Exactly. Who am I suing? I can't sue the company agent. And then, I can't sue the company that did the recording. Yeah. They are claiming the other company, the agency, is claiming mm. COVID-19. I'm like, boss, you got that money before COVID. I'm sure. Okay, there are, it's a production house that needs to make money off t- ticket sales. <laughs> what do you mean COVID-19 and you're a corporate? I know. Like, not even that. Ad agencies, I'm very sure. Not very sure. I have a very strong assumption that they get the money to do the thing before. You get yeah, they, they're on a retainer, so they can afford. Like you can't keep shafting people like this, left, right, and center, and expect. Like, and that's the problem that there are so many of us who will still do it, who will still go and work for these burgers, yep. and then do nothing about it. The standard okay. is oh, three months, three to six months. I'm like, what do? You mean? Which makes. Which makes this conversation we are having a little bit useless because the truth is we will be shafted over and over and over again. But it's a case of two elephants fighting, and it's us. We are the grass, you know. <laughs> it's for real. Okay, let's shift sharply to something more interesting. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry we had to start from there. I mean, I thought we were, you know. Too many passions in there, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, how did you get into acting? I know it sounds like a random question, oh, but I want you to dig very deep and tell me when you felt the, the moment that this is the thing that I'm getting. Not the moment you got on stage. Not, let's leave the, you get. It's probably that moment after you've yeah. probably done a few of those plays or maybe before you've done that. What was that moment? You remember it? Was there a specific event that happened? You know, the, the nice way to look at life, or the life, the nice way for life to happen is for you to, when someone comes across opportunities and he's crossing roads, and you go like, should I take road A, road B, mm. or C? In my case, I did not have any other roads to follow, so I kind of had no choice when I was in high school. Life kind of happened, but then I was very active in high school. Ever since I can remember, I've been very active with, you know, creative stuff. So I don't know if this happens in your country, but in my, school, in my country, usually when you're in high school, there are theater groups that go around to high schools to perform set books. The stuff you do in literature and you guys do so fatigue. I don't know, but you get what I mean. There are groups... That, that are like drama societies, but then they, if you're lucky, you go to the National Theatre and perform. Uh-huh. Yes, but then, you know, not all schools are close enough to get into town. Yeah, I wasn't, my school wasn't so far from town, so. Uh-huh. Well, so anyway, so one of those guys came to perform in our school when I was in Form 2, and he had been in our drama school. He had cleared two years early, and he was our captain. So I asked him, and it's actually, funny enough, he's in the industry, he's called Rutabingwa. Mm. 
if you know and no i don't but maybe i'll get him on the podcast as well so rutabingwa came to perform in senior chief came back like how did you do this he gave me the producer's number i called the guy and the rest is history i auditioned in november when i cleared high school and january of the year i was already on stage mm mm-hmm. So that that was when you okay so it was it wasn't like there was there was like that moment where you felt this is the okay so what was that moment when you said this is the thing I want to do for the rest of my life When I realized that it was helping me pay rent at 17 because I needed to pay rent again some my life didn't happen like how you may imagine Mhm I was backed into a corner and I made a move and a move worked and I was backed into another corner and things just fell into place however they did. Mm. So you would say like you're the beneficiary of benevolence providence. Ah, spot on. <laughs> My favorite saying is if it's meant to be it is up to me. Okay, what does that mean for you? Yeah. Exactly that if it's meant to be anything that has happened to me has been up to me. I, Nothing happened because there was someone somewhere or I had a relative or it's always been up to me. I pushed directors. I Ian Bogo will tell you he never wanted to see to see me the first day that I started working at Phoenix. Because mm. I was always there doing nothing. He would never give me a job until luckily one day somebody was fired when I was there. He looked at me and like pick the script go on set. You know? it's always been up to me so it seemed like from 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 very early in your career you had this drive this to 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 do this and nothing was going to stand in your way like what are the greatest yep. challenges that you faced so far that have threatened your career to the point where you felt oh my god if this goes any south if such a word exists I'm, I'm I'm done for. I'm trying to think about it. And to be honest, this pandemic was and then I realized, oh my god, apparently not. There's so much things that I can do that are still acting like yeah, imagine there's there's no challenge I've faced that an accountant hasn't faced. If it's money, there's one seated somewhere going, ah, I don't get paid enough, mm. you know. If you know if it's working conditions I don't think so man. Again, and I really work well under pressure. I think that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm against the corner, somehow I a door, I I build a door out of the corner. <laughs> okay. So that and and that's a wonderful attitude to have because a lot of people feel like ah, it's not up to me. It's not my choice. Like that's the end. I'm dead. What else can I It's always up to us. Yeah. It's always up to us some. Okay. Let's actually fast forward to now, present day. Um so now we have uh-huh. this pandemic going on and we are in a position where we're sheltering in place. At least most of us are behaving and sheltering in place. Others are not behaving so well, but anyway, another thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so How are you planning to maneuver this this new space? How are you re, re- adapting? 
you know. So I am trying to work out a way how I could find sponsors to come in and help my kids get access to internet and at least working phones to keep them busy, you know, so that we can still work virtually. I am conducting online acting classes. I have two students that I'm doing, I'm working with online. Yeah. Again, I don't know. Life hasn't changed much. I left for the first time in four months. Was it yesterday or the day before? And it was really nice to see an almost empty town. But then there's not not much of thing. I think our biggest problem is not having the yeah. choice. But then, yeah, we can work from home. Come on, we don't need... I, generally, I yesterday kept asking myself, so all these people who are in town are usually not... They don't have to be in town. They just come because they can come to town. I was in town the other day, and to be honest, it was like, oh, wait, what happened to the people they said were not in town? They were, it was like a normal day, by the way, just so you know. If, if you think about it, I don't think it's as full as normal days, though. There are people, but it's not full. Town is not like clamped on the street. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit nice and spacious. So, again, I think we should include these essential people. Life is much easier this way, so long as we have the choice to move around. <laughs> Not this stuffy business. Yeah, but then what happens to the to the public events and spaces where people are interacting? You know, what happens to those? I don't know. You know, we we're discussing that the other day, and we're saying that maybe at some point theater may have to become elitist, maybe a little bit before things get back elitist. to normal. It was, and then of late, things opened up to the rest of Kenya. Days for Phoenix, yes, theater mm. was very elitist. But then, yeah, the market really opened up. But now with this thing for groups not of more, not more than 15, if you have to do a show, then I guess only the people who can afford to pay 1500 a pop for only one show, you know, for it to make sense to both the artist yeah, and, the, and the venue and the audience. But also, on the other hand, we discussed... Doing doing plays on Zoom, yeah. <laughs> which we thought this could work pretty well. But who are Kenyans? So our theater audience, we know them to come in groups. They come in squads of five, of ten, of three. Even when you came, you didn't come alone, right, for my shows. So the problem is, will Sam Tebandeke buy his only his own ticket and not share his Zoom password? Or will he just snuggle up with Wanjeri and Oprah on his one ticket and go like, you guys, come, my laptop is there. Let's watch Nice is the show. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we are trying to figure it out. But again, there's always ways. Me, I don't think life those are two things that you... There's a reason, you know? We are made yeah. for this. It was just a matter of time we got tested, but I think all human beings are capable of handling such things. We just need to be smart and patient. I'm just thinking, because... I mean the podcast really for like I used to I used to do them physically, like in a space. But mm-hmm. now, I'm actually finding that this model of just like recording through the anchor app, someone's where they are. I have to go in where I don't have to worry about them schlepping in, in the company of humans. We do it at their convenience. Yep. We cut down on travel time. Sure. It's still there. Yeah. Did, 
Yeah, can I do a funny thing? Right before the pandemic, um, one of my students, he's called Kevin, he actually has a podcast mm-hmm. on this same app. So he was sending me stuff. And then one day, because I really want, I really, really want a talk show or a radio show. I just want somewhere I can talk. Okay. You know, con- converse with people. So I asked him about it. He told me, oh, there's this thing called Anchor. And then that's when I downloaded it. Trust me, since before the pandemic, I've been thinking about doing a podcast. And then I saw Mogambi share it on the same yeah. thing. And then you, I just couldn't figure out how it works. And so you're kind of showing me. Yeah, no, Thanks. for sure. If you need Thanks. any support, me, I'm here. You know I'm there. <laughs> I'm, I'm to yeah. to guide the process if you need, if you whatever. Like, it's not impossible. Honestly, <laughs> it is some of the... How, eh? how are you, Sam? How are you? You've been asking me oh, a lot so, of questions. But it's good that How you're are you doing fine, really. I'm, um, hmm. I'm starting to cut down on the yeah. number of th- projects I'm involved in because I did realize recently that uh-huh. I, I say yes to a lot of people because I, I, I like to see people do things, get excited when people are doing things and when they tell me, oh, I'm doing but How can I help? Oh, I'm doing this thing. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. And so inadvertently, I end up spreading myself too thin. And so I've started to yeah. do an audit and figure out, okay, mm-hmm. what exactly do I really need to do? And so there is this podcast. There is uh, Kiasi TV. There is a uh, mm-hmm. film I'm, I'm working on with Lydia Matata. There is actually it's an anthology project. There is... Um, couple of uh what's it called like two feature films three feature films that's really yeah oh cool They're still in development really they'll take some time but at least all that mm. all that at least is that, that's what i'm doing and now in building kiasi which is really at its infancy i need to build a really strong business and what i've decided with this is to really focus on building an apple business that has a business a sustainable business model that has systems and structures because it's really a tech company it's online that's where it lives now obviously i'm competing with the likes of showmax netflix iroko and vivo tv all those players right in the market i'm coming with my small thing if i'm not like them mm-hmm. i'm not engaging the audiences the way they are probably like, and I do not want you either play as good as them or better. Yeah, I can't, can't say, yeah. honestly. I'll say, oh, I'm the African. Mm, yeah. Oh my god. But I'm new, and nobody is ready for that shit. New is your face. So yeah. that's that's really like I really I feel lighter. I am happier. I am more focused i'm actually even getting into gaming with a friend so i'm going to develop a uh, Mm -hmm. a game to start off and then if that gets successful we do a couple more you know because for me i'm about engaging peoples yeah let me ask you how are you working the schedule for yourself because i'm finding it quite hard 
I, I find myself diving into, I could dive into work the whole day and forget to have a life. <laughs> you know. Okay. And I could decide, oh, yeah, yeah, I've worked too hard. Let me have a life. And then now I'm too bored to go back to, to work. Yeah. And that's my only problem. If this pandemic has tested something, it's probably my power to be orderly. Actually, I don't know how to have order. I don't know how to arrange things. I work on impulse. What I feel like working on the most is what I'll work mm-hmm. on until I'm tired. And then I get it. I don't know. How do you guys do it? You know, I see people who wake up, take a shower, dress up, and then sit and work at home. Like, ah, what? It's about finding what just... works for you. What works for you. And uh, I, 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 I was listening to yeah. a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, by the way, which is fantastic. Uh, and one of the guys I was listening mm-hmm. to said, you make a, a to-do list. You make that, that to-do list of like all the stuff you want to do, right? All the things you feel like you want to do. Then narrow that down to the three items you need okay. to do that day. And if you do one of them and accomplish that, you're good. Really? One? Look, you have to give yourself, you have to be, you have to be frank with yourself. That's what you're doing. And once you, the good thing about achieving something, when you finish a task, you have all these endorphins in your body, the excitement. Finish the damn yeah. thing, even if it's just writing an email. You're like, what can I do? I'm feeling like a conqueror today. You do another one. Like, hmm. Maybe you'll do three. Maybe you'll do five. Maybe you'll do 10, depending. Some days you'll do one and you're like, okay, I'm good for today. That's what I quit. Okay, what but what how I meant is I don't know how to share the work time across projects. Um I will I will work most on what I am feeling at the moment and some other things will suffer, you know. Oh well, I guess that's a conversation for another day. I don't know. What I do is um I know that every day I need to work Uh on Kiasi. Every day I need to work on um -hmm. yeah, Kiasi is the main thing now. So I need to work on that. And as yeah. I'm working on that, I need to, and then I, I, I make schedule. I make a schedule, like like how we schedule this interview. You know, I call people and say, okay, I'm scheduling you for these different days. So there's always something to do. And then these other projects, I'm always doing research. Like at least I have to have Kiasi, the main thing. And then these other things are dotted within that. And while I'm doing yeah. that, Interesting. If my brain is still active, I don't have, I don't need leisure. I don't need entertainment or anything. I'm in the zone. And then I'm like, God, it's dark. Wow. Where did time go? The thing is, <laughs> if you enjoy, you enjoy uh, doing the work, right? Then you, re- I don't think you need leisure, mm-hmm. really. Because leisure is from, yeah. from that monotony or the the harshness. Look, if you're energized by your work, that's what you need. But this is, so, let me give you a case in point. Maybe you won't help me today. Maybe I'll need a therapist for this. <laughs> but the case in point is, I've been working on a project. I was, I've been going harm. Like every single day I'm working on it yeah. for the past month. Then yesterday I left. Yeah. Yes, like I said. Finally, I think it's being away from this project. I started thinking about other things that were open to me. For instance, I opened the RFS group and I noticed how many applications have been put there. Things that I could try out. 
then I realized, oh, I haven't been checking up on my kids. So my issue is just I need to figure out how to not get obs- obsessed with one particular work and sort of spread it out evenly, you know, spread the energy around. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe what you can do if you have like pieces of paper or cards, just write down all those things. where you do most of the work and so if you look you'll be like oh mm-hmm. there's that thing what have I done on this thing on this thing on this thing on this thing so that's yeah. visual reminders so sometimes that's what you need if that's your purpose then maybe that's what you need to do some other people now for me yeah. mine are just like mental cues something will trigger me i don't know what it is or i go to a website or i'm listening to something then my mind wanders and I'm like, oh wait i could use this thing for this thing so i have a list of notes mm-hmm. like and they're organized by within those different projects i have sub notes for like you get something like that and oh, if it's like for example yeah. let me give let me give an example of like bahari that short film you you read Mm-hmm. I have yeah. uh, there for Bahari. And in that subfolder, I have like different notes. So there's like director's notes, there's production notes, there's feedback, there's what. So if I get anything that fits in any of those things, I put it in. If none of them fits in the bucket and I need to note it down, let's I'll create a funding folder, a, a funding subfolder or a note. And then I'll make ah. like a scrapbook. Whenever yeah. something comes up, I make sure I chuck it out of my brain. So that then I'm I'm always juggling ball. It's almost like constantly juggling, uh, juggling, 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 juggling. If one of them drops, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that a good idea. Maybe I need to pick it up. Maybe I don't need to. Let me keep going. And over time, keep pushing, pushing, pushing. pushing. That's, how, that's my process. I focusing on one thing is very rare. It's only if I have a deadline then I can push myself to to do that. But if these things don't have deadlines, then then that's what's going to happen. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give that a try. Yeah. I mean, again, it's about doing what works for you. What do you need to motivate yourself? Sure. The visual cues might help you because I'd yeah, I think it's the, the visual cues, I will definitely, yeah, that, those will yeah. definitely work. Because I really forget. I get engrossed in one thing and I forget about yeah, the other. And, you know, it also helps to maybe set a time. Like you say, okay, I'm going to be Nazi. Sorry, I don't mean to use that word, but I'm going to be really, really hardcore about this and say I will work on this thing. If I really, really get in the zone, I will work on it for five hours max. And that's it. And you, you be, again, all these things are about trying different processes, if whatever works. So if you have your five hours, you're okay. Yeah. I'm done with those five hours. I'm not touching that thing again today. What other thing can I fit my day, fill my day with? Yeah, and just work yeah. like that. Look at that. We learn and every day. It's, it's over years, you kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't work. I like deadlines, though. They help because they're like they focus. They focus you. Me. Yeah. But also, True. you could be in a position where the project doesn't necessarily have a deadline. For example, these feature films I'm working on, not all of them have deadlines. So I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever you get exactly. the inspiration. Inspiration is called the spirit of Mombi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one when when you're cooking, you know how we see on cook shows they are measuring mm. one spoon of salt, an ounce yeah. of ginger, the spirit of Mombi. You just pour it until the, until the spirit yeah. tells you stop. That's enough. But yeah. That's what I call creativity. The spirit of Mombi is what mm. tells me. Yeah, <laughs> It's, it's, um, I know people have this whole thing about productivity, productivity, productivity. I guess productivity depends on the urgency of a, of a thing, of a deliverable. For example, if you have a script, you have to read by Friday because when the performance is, then you better read by Friday. However, yeah. when you read it Thursday oh, yeah. night. <laughs> That's your problem. Okay, I've, I've missed being on set. You just someone says script or set. I see pictures and I get goosebumps. Hey, <laughs> major, yani. I get a total hard on. I miss being on set and on stage. What that idea of going to the Phoenix, by the way? I got the contact number for the lady who's running. Who? Who? Are, the lady. The yeah. guys were kind of running it now, and they were closed for the longest time. They told me to check with them mid this month. They may be okay. open again. So start, and then you have your fifteen mm. people in the audience as filler. Yeah, and maybe for the first few times, you may have to do it for no for no money, and try and figure monitor. Yeah, that. for sure. I don't know how, but you know, again, it's. And then we'll come to this whole thing of audience building. Like, how do you build a culture of people paying or donating or whatever they, the hell they want? Oh, yeah. And to be honest, do you, do you expect people to pay the same amount of money for an online thing as it would be for face-to-face? You know? Here's a possibility to consider. What about crowdfunding? Mm-hmm. And I know it's, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning it, but I get, I get, you should see the cringe on my face. I uh-huh. keep going. <laughs> see, I don't. Maybe it's growing up with a lot of harambes, but I really am not crazy about yeah. the whole idea. Sometimes I say I wish I could be sure that my family will be okay with cremating me in case it's too expensive to get me buried. This whole harambe situation you know, bothers the heck out of me. More expensive than actual burial. What cremation? No, it's not. It's not at all, actually. Not in Kenya. No, not That's here. Put on you in the village and just burn you to a, to, to a, to or something like that. But then we are Africans. So like, oh my God, you're burning her soul. Oh Lord. I know. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell me more about crowdfunding, please. Yeah. So possibly the um, offer. Um, offer the performance, offer the offer access uh-huh. to the performance to the, the people who give you money. Uh-huh. And just say, look, we need to do this thing. We want to keep the spirit of theater alive. We're going to be in a, in a theater setting. We'll have a couple of audience members to give it a live feel. And we'll record it and we'll stream it live and you will watch it and even get a download link in case you want to watch it again. 
So, so that's oh. one way. I'm not saying it's foolproof. I don't know how that would work, what that would look like. But uh -huh. it is a thing. It's it's a way. It's yeah. one way. Yeah. And you remember you said at the beginning that you wanted to uh, involve your like audiences outside of the country. So. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, really right. Yes. I just come up with is uh, maybe interfacing with. I don't know how that would. But anyway, theater groups abroad, see if, you know, okay. So I watched, I watched, watched a, a dance performance, a dance theater performance on a channel called Marquee TV, Marquee actually. And uh -huh. was, I think was it a what, 14 day trial. And they had, oh, I actually watched a couple of them. Even, what's this one? Julius, I watched. Uh huh. Khan is like a dance theater, dance theater company. Um, and yeah, they did put those performances. And of course, you know, the National Theater of London does that as well. Although people donate. Yes, I, I will, I've been watching their stuff. Yes. Oh, such good production. You know, before this National Theater production thing, I hated recorded stage plays. Because in my mind, I kept on imagining Tyler Perry, Madea, and I would just go crazy imagining the echo and those long shots. But then the London theater, though, wow, that was something yeah. else. Eddie Redmayne, do you watch, no, did you watch his Redmayne. play? No. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, no. my, oh, my God. Oh, I watched an Eddie Redmayne for performance, but me, I just bleed for Eddie Redmayne. So I'm, go I'm on. A bit of a guy, <laughs> I love him. Ah, something else. Uh -huh. um, he did Frankenstein. He did a performance of Frankenstein. And oh God. Anyway, I, yeah. But I will take a show. I'll look for it. Yeah. What I did. But anyway, I can't say it online. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can. You will tell me on WhatsApp. Yeah. It's okay. So, uh, yeah, so th there is that. And also, the National Theatre did. A performance of uh, Hamlet, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, mm. as a cinema, cinema mm. sort of like situation. So, you know. I, yeah, I, I could watch them and see how that yeah. works. They have a behind the scenes of how they did it and how they set it up. They set up like cameras everywhere, what what, and it was. Whew. I think there were no. Yeah, I think they did that one. It's just like the way people are adapting, you know. Yes, that's the, it's a beautiful thing, though. Yeah, and, and I is. wish I don't know, like again, I don't know how. I guess now where we are, we've realized okay, we are back mm -hmm. to building the audience from zero. We're basically where theater in Kenya started from, in my opinion. So, mm -hmm. um, okay, now we're yeah. starting from zero. The only advantage they had is that at least there was no model to <laughs> so or maybe it's kind of have of the advantage oh. <laughs> that at least we have audiences. So now it's engaging those audiences and keeping mm. in touch with them, keeping them posted on on perform like rehearsals, doing clips, you know, like how movies do like behind the scenes and all that. Maybe that's what we need to 
too. Maybe we need yeah. to do, do more of that. But, yeah, but the theater, the theater audience translates into, it translates very differently, you know. It's hundreds and hundreds of people per three or so hours. In a day, you've got such a bunch of people. Translating that online, to be honest, chances are it might cost a little bit more only because of how to break even. Because again, if, they, if there's movie piracy, Theater won't be any different, is what uh, I mean. Wait, hang on. Yes. So, BOISS, because you said so, that group, they mm -hmm. did a live, yeah. on, I think it was on Instagram and YouTube. And I missed it. I saw it, I saw about, I read about it, but I missed it. Uh-huh, how it was too. it? I think I oh, the this one they did, mm -hmm. the first one they did when quarantine had just started. And so there is a way, and I know a guy, Isaac Gabantu, he does, he, yeah, I've he heard does of him. streamed events. So again, it's now thinking about how do we enter a partnership with someone like that? And, you know, yeah. maybe also partner with people like Safaricom. Because remember Kipchoge, that, that when he was running that under two hour race, like the internet, like mm -hmm. they give free internet literally so there must be a way for us to engage them and tell them look we don't want your money we want two things we want internet link on the day to live stream the show two we want you to promote the show okay and three we want you to yeah to promote the show <laughs> yeah just so, yeah just through your channel because it's uh, 45 yeah. 23 million customers 23 million customers i don't know how many customers i think i saw i they're about in the, in the tens of millions of customers either 23 or 30 uh -huh. whichever but those people can yeah. be given free internet on the day or even if they, you tell them look just buy the one gb bundle for that day and that one gb bundle will translate into internet for like three hours right so it's like an unlimited three hour yep. block and so you play for like two and a half mm -hmm. hours so either way 15 minutes 15 minutes if it delays a bit you're safe within the three hour month those guys nothing you can during the like the intermission you can advertising what <laughs> these things are just coming out of my brain now the obvious yeah yeah, yeah. Either way, we have to restructure. Exactly. That's the truth. We all have something to. Something definitely that yeah. I think could work. Because then you know you can market to that yeah. number of people. Let me tell you, at least 100 people will say yes. And they will send money in advance. They For get sure. a code. They gain access. That's it. Done. Powered by Safaricom. Hey. Powered by Safaricom. You're doing from the theater. Hmm. You've spoken like a very smart old man. <laughs> Just because your hair is leaving your skin doesn't mean that you're old. <laughs> Balding does not mean old age. <laughs> your hair and your scalp are like two in different WhatsApp groups. Okay, kuna shade. Anyway. 
all right. It's all with love. Thank you so much, Nice. Uh, it's been it's been fun. I my you know, we've had to keep the conversation contained because, you know, we could have, with probably one touch in six Y and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Also, let's talk about more fun things next time. We talked about a lot of politics. <laughs> next time, ask me about my favorite okay, brand so of wine, please. When you do your podcast on live, so that I can, like, I owe a lot of people answers. If I don't do it now, it's gonna be on me. Will you be my first guest? Be there. I know exactly what I want. I just haven't made a step. I know exactly what I want. Let's get. You know, yeah, I'm just being all that stuff. Yeah, let's get it going. Why? Challenge accepted, you're and thank you. You're very welcome. How are you surviving, Lord Esteri? <sighs> okay, it's okay. Is that hmm, has said everything. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> God thank bless you, you son. Thank you, my. <laughs> <laughs> Life couldn't be funnier, eh? Couldn't have thrown you a better curveball. If if I had foreseen this, this like the funny thing is before the pod, like before this lockdown, I got to go back to Uganda. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a job confirmed. A person called that morning, and the border was that evening. So mm-hmm. even if I wanted to get on a bus and go, there was no way crossing that border. Yeah. could have. You'd have gotten Absolutely. stuck at the border, probably. Yeah, I've been living. <laughs> Hiya, there are things I don't know, it seems, okay? <laughs> there are things you, you, you're pretending not to know. But let's accept that you don't know them. For the purposes of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. I plead the fifth. I don't know what version of that is no in Kenya, in but Kenya. I plead the fifth. There's no... <laughs> I'll go find myself, Bonifas Mwangi. Don't tell me. We will create our own fifth. <laughs> Have a great night, Bandi K. Thank you so much. I look forward to what you invent. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of the Take 6 Africa Film Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to leave questions, comments, and suggestions on what you would like to hear on the show on our Facebook page at Take 6 Film. This episode was produced, mixed, and edited by me, Samuel Tebandeke. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you're listening right now. Please take a moment to subscribe, give us a rating, and share with others. For now, and until the next episode, it's a wrap. <laughs>